This is Phil English. I'm national coordinator for the Healthcare Group Purchasing Industry Initiative. And this year, we are releasing our 16th annual report. What we have done, as we have in past years, is complete the most comprehensive survey of the healthcare supply chain available. What we have done is put in place a charter which all of our participating group purchasing organizations adhere to that requires them over the course of the year to participate in a series of activities and disciplines that provide transparency to their activities and adhere them to best practices and ethical standards that are appropriate to the healthcare supply chain. We're excited this year to be able to make this report in the aftermath of a pandemic, which has dramatically affected the supply chain and has encouraged policymakers to review current practices and think through how to make the supply chain more resilient. I believe our report is making a substantial contribution to shaping that debate. Our survey is comprehensive and it's independent. It includes a questionnaire of all of our participants, which by the way, we believe constitute roughly 70% of the purchasing that's done today certainly within the hospital sector in America. We have a charter which we have fully disclosed and is included on our website. And every year we do an annual best practices forum in which we train our members and encourage them to shape their internal practices in a positive way. We also conduct interviews with each of our members and we have done so this year with a particular focus on getting their response to supply chain shortages and the extreme demand and unpredictable factors in how the health systems have had to operate in the pandemic environment. I'd like to turn this over to my co-coordinator, Senator Byron Dorgan. I'm Byron Dorgan, and as former Congressman English indicated, I'm also a co-chair of this organization. And we do an annual independent evaluation of the healthcare purchasing industry and the members of that industry that are part of what we call HIGPI. And they strive to have the highest business ethics, the best business practices, and we evaluate exactly what is happening in health group purchasing in order to determine whether they meet those tests. And this is the 16th annual report we discovered, and we have evaluated evaluated, they do in fact meet those tests of the highest ethical practices and the best business practices. I want to just say that at the beginning of all of this, it's important for all of us to understand that health group purchasing saves massive amounts of money for providers such as hospitals and nursing homes and many more healthcare providers. Tens of billions of dollars a year, it is estimated, is saved by health group purchasing. And, you know, that just makes sense because if you go to a small nursing home in Pennsylvania or North Dakota and say to them, you start ordering yourself what you need to buy for medical equipment and supplies and so on. The fact is they will not get best pricing. You get best pricing in transactions by having larger purchasing. And so that's what health group purchasing is all about. It's about saving substantial money for health providers. And let me also say, as former Congressman English indicated, we have a circumstance where with the pandemic that has now visited our country and the planet for that, there are so many additional challenges to the health group purchasing 
purchasing industry. And we believe not only have they met those challenges, but they have been a very significant part of dealing with the issues of all of the group purchasing that represents the things that people care about, you know, the gowns and the gloves and the masks and the products that are necessary. And what we have finally discovered in this pandemic is what this supply chain is all about what the supply chain here in the U.S. and the supply chain that stretches across the planet is about and what it means in terms of the delivery of goods on time to organizations that need it. And the health group purchasing industry has played a very significant role in addressing the kinds of issues of shortages of products and so on during this pandemic. They deal with the issues of vetting suppliers, gray markets, developing federal state partnerships, and much, much more. So I'm really pleased with this release of the 16th annual evaluation that we have made of the health group purchasing industry. And it does say they have met the highest ethical standards and the best business practices. And we certify that in the report that we have provided. Good morning. My name is Oliver Spurgeon. I'm the Hague Pie Forum Executive Director. It's a pleasure to be with you all this morning. As my colleagues, former Congressman Phil English and former Senator Byron Dorgan have stated, the Hague Pie members really have gone above and beyond to meet the obligations and benchmarks of the Hague Pie process. And that means meeting the letter, spirit, and mission of the Hague Pie Charter. My colleagues have talked a lot about how group purchasing organizations over the past year have gotten supplies, gowns, gloves, masks to people where it needs most. And members have really been engage in that process, both on the ground and also working alongside policymakers at the federal, state, and local level. This is really accomplished both here internally at HIGPI and through our members by making sure that our group purchasing members had a sense of predictability and reliability for the supplies that they are providing, working with suppliers and organizations both domestically and abroad to ensure that products are going to have a stable supply chain and making sure that this healthcare supply chain is predictable, reliable, and that the gray market can be pierced so that we understand understand where these products are coming from and where these suppliers are coming from. And this does two things. It really provides continuity to prevent shortages and then make sure that the organizations have the ability to meet best practices amid some of the shortages that we previously saw at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so the good thing about this is that they're not also working with suppliers that they've had long-term relationships with. They're also working to bring in new suppliers and make sure that the market continues to have new entrants that bring on novel and new products and ensures that the healthcare marketplace remains vibrant and sustainable and then continues to grow. And at the same time, This process also encourages competition along the supply chain. And so, you know, the healthcare GPOs that count themselves as members of HIGPI continue to have a very small number of sales attributed to single source contracts. And that's a good thing. It puts to bed some of the misnomers about how the healthcare supply chain works, about how GPOs work, and really ensures that healthcare GPOs and HIGPI members continue to meet the benchmarks of the HIGPI process and live up to the high ethical standards that we expect of them as HIGPI charter signatories. And our members continue to implement really effective programs that also promote diversity among leadership and also among the organizations and businesses that they contract with to promote ownership and growth all along the healthcare supply chain, working with smaller contractors and also larger contractors to make sure that the supply chain is diverse and that products are able to be sourced from all over the country from suppliers from very, very backgrounds. And then the last thing we'd like to talk about is the fact that sustainability is really a driving function of HIGPI members and signatories to the HIGPI charter. These organizations are really growing and bolstering the movement to promote sustainability throughout the healthcare industry and making sure that sustainability becomes an industry standard. And we know that healthcare providers and hospitals all around the country country are looking to implement more sustainable practices in their purchasing and in their businesses because this is something that consumers want, especially when those consumers favor environmentally friendly products and services. And the last thing that we really want to emphasize is that every single signatory 
to the charter, operates a dispute resolution process and a vendor grievance process, and also making sure that their employees are ethically trained and in compliance with the initiatives that we're putting forward at HIGPI. And so once again, this 16th annual iteration of the HIGPI report catalogs so many of the findings that we've had through interviews and surveys among HIGPI charter members, and we're really excited to bring this forward. So thank you all so much. Looking forward to proceeding and talking with my colleagues today about some of their thoughts about the healthcare supply chain and HIGPI signatories. As the nation continues to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic, the nation's group purchasing organizations continue to serve at a critical juncture and provide reliable services to healthcare organizations all across the country. Congressman English, can you talk about some of the issues that GPOs are facing and some of the solutions that they provided to organizations throughout the healthcare ecosystem? Well, in addition to the traditional issues that HIGPI has focused on, like conflicts of interest, innovation, you know, basically the contribution of GPOs to a diverse supply chain. We're seeing some particular issues where GPOs are being called upon to contribute to the resiliency of the supply chain under pandemic conditions. And I think it has been exciting to discover that GPOs as a repository of expertise have been stepping up to the plate, partnering with the federal government and partnering with some state governments to help deal with the nuts and bolts problems that have been encountered in the supply chain. I think their involvement in advising strategic stockpiles has been very important and largely unheralded. Their advice about unforking the supply chain in key situations, I think has been very useful to policymakers. I also think their use of data analytics has been particularly significant because we're finding that GPOs are predicting for policymakers and also for their members potential problem areas and allowing the purchasing process to bypass certain potential barriers. What we found is that by anticipating problems, and using data analytics, GPOs have been able to smooth out potential distortions in the marketplace. This is, I think, potentially very useful procedurally for down the road to improve how the supply chain works and continue to improve its resiliency. The other thing that has impressed me is building off of that point, how many GPOs have particularly several of the larger ones, have applied IT innovations. What they have done essentially is put in place systems that can be used to deal with particular product and particular shortages. This is, I think, revolutionary and where GPOs traditionally have been questioned about how they allow technology into the marketplace for the healthcare system. In this case, they've clearly established themselves as innovators. I think this is a trend that is worth following, looking for ways to maximize it and looking for ways to encourage further partnerships where these private sector entities can provide more. Fantastic. That's a very insightful answer, Congressman English. Former Senator Dorgan, the evolving nature of COVID-19, the arrival of variants and public health crisis, and the need to promote vaccinations, testing, and tracing. We've seen all of this over the past year, and yet still 
every single member of the HIG pipe continues to be in line and uphold the standards that the organization expects of them. Can you talk about what this means to maintain that commitment amid all of these different plates that GPOs continue to keep spinning amid the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, it's important, you know, upholding standards is really unbelievably important. And it's one thing, but also creating new approaches at a time when the single most important word in the last two years confronting not just hospitals and nursing homes, but virtually every healthcare provider, and especially confronting the issue of health group purchasing is the term disruption. Disruption has been unbelievable. And yet it's interesting as we've gone through all of this to try to evaluate how do these health group purchasing organizations companies deal with this unbelievable disruption. And the fact is, they have made decisions in many ways that over this two-year period have created some order out of chaos for the entire healthcare industry. You know, we know when this started, and some of it still does exist, but we know that the issues of the supplies of just the basics, gowns, gloves, and masks, and all of those issues, but also the equipment and machines that are necessary in healthcare systems, we know that in many cases they were short or they were in the wrong place the wrong number. And so the health group purchasing organizations facing disruption have made unbelievably important decisions. And as I said, created some order out of chaos. It's interesting. I mentioned gray market earlier. You know, all the issues surrounding the pandemic starts. We are told by providers that all kinds of people show up to say, we want to sell you this. We want to sell you gloves and gowns and this and that. And the fact is there are people who show up and suggest that that don't have products. They don't even have a company, but are trying to commit fraud. And it's really interesting to me that the health group purchasing industry has done an exceptional job, not only in uncovering that sort of thing, but then exchanging information with other health group providers to understand exactly what's legitimate and what isn't. And this issue of the supply chain is so important. We have known so little about it. And yet the health group purchasing industry has done a lot to fully understand it and to see if we can make certain that from that supply chain will come the supplies that we need on time. They even have, in some cases, some people on the ground, for example, in China, where a fair number of supplies are shipped from companies in China, health group uh, suppliers. Some of those companies have people on the ground in China making certain all of that is happening in exactly the right way. So I just wanted to say again, facing disruption has been difficult, always difficult for everybody. But the health group purchasing companies, I think, have done an extraordinary job in making good decisions and trying to find a way through this in a way that helps patients, helps hospitals, nursing homes and others that take care of those patients as well. Fantastic. And we've done detailed analysis on a range of issues over the past year, studying the earliest moments of the pandemic and also the responses of GPOs and KPI members and making sure that the healthcare supply chain remains stable and predictable and reliable. I'm interested, can you, Congressman English, pull out some of the findings of the 16th annual report and talk about how GPOs have really shored up the weaknesses of the global supply chain that supports the healthcare system? I guess what I would like to stress is that there have been clearly examples where GPOs have been involved actively in identifying supply chains that are redundant. And we know that the healthcare supply system is going to require some redundancy in the supply chain in the future to function efficiently. We know that they have done an extraordinary job, as Byron has pointed out, in dealing with gray market situations that they never had to deal with before. I guess what I would like to emphasize is we have listened to all sides on this, and that includes 
some who have been dissatisfied and some who have been critical of GPOs. I think we can offer our perspective, that is, the GPOs performed in a very effective way overall during this process. But the fact is, in pandemic conditions, there have been legitimate criticisms all around, and there have been serious problems faced by health systems, by nursing homes, whether it's shortages of equipment or shortages of PPE at really difficult moments in the crisis. I think we can maybe come away with one big conclusion, and that is the GPOs can provide clues for how to strengthen the supply chain, but by themselves, they're not going to be the ones to solve all of these problems. I think policymakers have to go back and rethink whether there's a possibility of reshoring some of these supply chains and how to do it in realistic terms. I think the other thing that I'd like to stress is that We have seen GPOs, even under these conditions, continue to navigate the tension between controlling costs and guaranteeing quality for all of these products and services. I think that's very, very important to understand because there is a tension here and the policies that GPOs implement in putting together contracts have a very big impact on the nature of the products available, and how they are supplied. What I have found is that GPOs, and this was not the question you asked, but what is very important to understand is that during the time that our team at Aaron Fox have been doing this survey, GPOs have made significant progress overall in adopting a culture of ethics and best practices that is impressive and I think warrants acknowledgement. I think the challenge going forward is going to be to identify some of the issues outstanding to make the supply chain more resilient and think through where GPOs fit into that equation. Thanks, Oliver. Thank you, Congressman. Senator Dorgan, I am curious to get your thoughts. We have done a lot of fact-finding, and this report really does detail some of the expertise and resiliency that has been provided to the healthcare supply chain from the nation's GPOs. Can you give me your thoughts about the report and some of the standout findings? Let me just, rather than do that, Oliver, what Phil just said is really, really important. I don't think I need to go on beyond what Phil just said, except to say this. There's not perfection anywhere. And that would include the healthcare purchasing industry. But we know that the healthcare purchasing industry saves massive amounts of money. And we know from our investigation of how that industry works, and I'm talking about now the Higpie membership, how they work, what they do, how they do it. We know that they're meeting the highest ethical practices and also the highest business practices, the most important business practices. And as Phil indicated, the fact that they have made progress during this pandemic period dealing with disruption doesn't mean that everything is all right. It is not. But the fact that the health group purchasing industry is there and exists and made progress in trying to make some sense of the supply chains and other things. It was really, really important because they were able to work with state and local governments as well and federal governments to try to find out where does there exist too much product someplace and how can you move that to an area that doesn't have masks and gowns and gloves and so on and so forth. So I think 
A lot has been done that has been enormously helpful by the health food purchasing industry. Much more needs to be done by our government and by others about the issue of supply chain. And as former Congressman English mentioned, the insourcing in this country, and that's going to continue to be discussed. Some of that insourcing has come from some health group purchasing organizations that are members of Higby, where they have established some companies that are going to produce some of these products that had been in short supply. So that insourcing is another step in this direction. It's going to be a much broader step than just the health group purchasing industry, but it's an important one. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Well, this has been a really illuminating discussion, and I've had the pleasure to hear from two of the nation's foremost experts about the nature of GPOs, their work over the past year, and their contributions to stabilizing the healthcare supply chain. I'm happy to turn it over to my colleagues for closing remarks. Congressman English, do you want to go first? And then former Senator Dorgan, would you like to close us out? I appreciate that, Oliver. And this is Phil English. My view is that this report will, we hope, be very valuable, not only to policymakers who are trying to think through a pandemic response for the future and strengthening the healthcare supply chain, but also for all of those in health systems who are looking to achieve economies and look for ways of applying innovation to savings and ultimately mainstreaming new technologies into the healthcare system. GPOs are really at a critical juncture where so many of these decisions need to be made, even as we go forward to try to achieve new savings to provide a healthcare system that is even more economical, is even more technology intensive, is even more stable and predictable, and moves toward effective universal coverage for our population. We hope that we've laid out here not only will be reassuring to those who are concerned about the ethics and best practices in this system, uh, but also will find it useful to solve these future challenges. And it's been a privilege to participate in this year's survey. And finally, let me just say that the GPOs, like a lot of American industries, they've grown larger and bigger companies. And we have reviewed to evaluate what are the best practices here? What are these companies doing with respect to diversity, with respect to competition? innovation, sustainability. And the findings that we report in the 16th HIGPI report say that these organizations continue to work in all of these areas and continue to do, I think, what we recognize as best practices to push in these areas. So I was pleased to be a partner with former Congressman English and with Oliver Spurgeon, the executive director of HIGPI, and pleased to work on this report.